Welcome friends, followers, and fellow book lovers. I'm excited to bring to you this new episode where I share with you a book I've recently finished. This is Ironwood's Book Reviews, Eternally Solutions Production. And today's book is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You may have seen me just post this on uh, social media today. Uh, if you're catching this episode today. Uh, I, uh, why this book? I read this book because it's a long-standing classic leadership and business book. Two, I've heard multiple friends and business partners mention it. Over the last several months, I've heard this book mentioned a couple times. And I don't mean like two, I mean like probably a, a dozen or so different times. Number three, it was a clear indication that I need to read it right away. So when a book stands out to me the way this one did, or the way uh, Speed of Trust has, which is on my shelf to be read soon. Um, it's a clear indication that I need to read this book, and really soon. Excuse me. Because one of the things I've noticed for myself is that when a book stands out, that there's something in it I need. Um, I, I don't know if you want to call inspiration, intuition, and gut feeling. Um, I, I don't even know when I started to recognize that this was something that I needed to do. And now that I'm saying that, it might be, have been really when um, I started co collecting quotes and I would read them randomly. Um, I, I used to have, <laughs> back in my single days, uh, about, you know, a while ago, on my bedroom wall, I had three by five cards. And, you know, just, just your three by five card. And on it, I would write the quote and I'd post it on my wall. And I used that little sticky tack stuff and I'd, I'd do the corners and I'd put it on the wall. And um, what I, what I, what happened over time is, is in the mornings when I would review those quotes, when I'd look at them, certain ones would just pop and I'd read those ones. Three, four, maybe five sometimes. And those were things I needed to read that morning. And it affected the way that I went through my day because those things were now on my mind. Now, you might be thinking like, thinking real rich. What's it about? Well, I've got six quotes for you to share out of it. But first, um, the three leadership principles um, that, to me kind of stood out from this book is one that we have to control our thinking. And when we control our thinking, then we control a bunch of other factors like number two, our attitudes and number three, our beliefs. And really uh, one of the best things I heard, it came out of a Ted talk and it was, are my thoughts useful? useful? How do they behave? And I, uh, have that up there, have had that up there now for a couple months as a, a visual reminder to me that I need to remember, hey, don't let that, don't let the, don't let the, um, the stray thoughts wander around, nip them in the bud and go after positive thinking, have little things to remind you. Um, you know, I, I may put, um, little, little post-it notes like I use in the books. I may put those up on my monitors or 
uh, on my desk someplace where I'll see them. Sometimes I'll tape them down if they if they stop sticking to the surface. So this book is not just about becoming rich monetarily, but also in friendships, in relationships. And that's one of the wealthiest ways or richest ways we can be. I consider myself very blessed and wealthy because of the positive influence that my wife and my friends and my children have had on me. Because of some of those relationships, I have strived to be a better person. And I have worked to, to make the difference in myself um, strong enough that I changed, that I set a better example, that I leveled up myself so that I can make a difference in other people's lives. Not, not to be, hey, look at me, look at me but so that I can hopefully inspire someone else. As Stephen Covey talks in Seven Habits, we first work on our circle of concern. And that then our circle of influence grows. And we just stop influencing just ourselves. But then we influence other people. And sometimes it's an amazing experience. Um, I served a mission for my church uh, many years ago. And while I don't have the... Uh, the best singing voice, so I've been informed. Um, one of the things I like to do is share uh, one of my favorite hymns uh, with the family that I was having dinner with. Uh, it, it is a, a fairly common custom um, and practice amongst uh, 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 the, the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints missionaries to share a spiritual thought. And this one family that lived in Roseville, California. Um, and I look forward to meeting this man again one day. Because I firmly believe in the next life I will I will meet him. But uh, So I sang my favorite hymn. It's, it's a long-standing traditional Christian hymn. I'll go where you want me to go. And I sang that and I shared it. And I didn't think, it's not that I didn't think anything of it. I didn't understand how that could impact someone else. And so another custom it, with uh, missionaries of my faith is that we would go and say goodbye to the friends that were, or the families that we become close with while we serve in the area for a few months. Well, and I am completely embarrassed that I do not remember this family because... At the time, we weren't. We were told we were not supposed to keep in communication with any of the families that we we served around. So I, I didn't. Um, but we went back to say goodbye to the family, and the father just started crying. And I I was shocked. But that sharing of that hymn and what it means to me had moved him. And as I've often thought about that. One of the things I regret is not keeping in contact with that man, with that brother, um, that fellow follower of Christ. And I hope any of his family have had amazing lives. But our circle of influence only grows as we become better. And as we include more people 
who are amazing people, then our circle of influence has ripple effects. And like with this situation with this with this fellow this fellow follower of Christ, um, I had an impact that I didn't expect. And sometimes that happens and you never hear about it. And that's amazing. Because I don't I don't want the accolades for for the influence I have. Because in my world, there's only one individual uh, who deserves those. And he is my great example, even Christ. So let me let me get into this. Um let me get into this, these quotes, okay? <clears throat> Number one, success requires no apologies. Failure permits no alibis. And um, you have to put in the work. What, whatever it is, um, whatever skill it is you need to develop, whether it's a people skill or a leadership skill or a welding skill or a um animal handling skill like there's all sorts of skills you have to stick to it you have to develop you have to develop it there there's no there's no other way around it you have to develop and, and you have to um you have to become proficient in whatever it is okay and that's just how that works. All right, number two. Um, it is my duty and a privilege to say I believe, and not without reason, not with nothing, excuse me, that nothing is impossible to the person who backs desire with enduring faith. So one of the key things that, that we need is, is faith in what we're pursuing. Faith in what we're working for. Okay? It's... It's not just an, an I believe. It's I believe, heart and mind, in the ant and the elephant. And you have to visual, you know, they talk about, um, the author talks about you have to visualize. Uh, Vincent Placenta. Vince Placenta, yeah. Okay, so so Vince says, Vince says, um, you have to see it. You have to visualize it. You have to create it in your mind. Uh, we learn that 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 what we create in our minds becomes reality. Um, good or bad, the mind doesn't differentiate. So, work on that, okay? And I encourage you, of course, to get the book and read it. Um, you can audible it, probably. You can hit it another way, um, Kindle. You know, whatever whatever works best for you. Um, all right, uh, number three. Truly thoughts are things, and their scope of operation is the world itself. But when we look at the world and the things that happen in it, we create the world by what we see. We create the world that we live in. And I hear people say how horrible this country is and how racist this country is. But You know, I sat at dinner with my wife a couple weeks ago. And there were four guys at a bar. And uh, they weren't all the same. Not the same hair color, not the same skin color. Probably not even the same eye color. Which I couldn't really see because I was too far away. But 
it was a group of guys and they were just having a good time. And I just sat there and I thought, man, that's friendship. And I looked around the restaurant and there were more people that were not the same in the way they looked that were getting along. And I just believe so much that America is a place of hope and that we can be a great example to other people by creating a place of hope. All right. Number four. This one's a little bit longer. Uh, they became great leaders because they were intelligent followers. With few exceptions, the man who cannot follow a leader intelligently cannot become an efficient leader. The man who can follow a leader most efficiently is usually the man who develops into leadership more rapid, most rapidly. An intelligent follower has many advantages. Among them, the opportunity to acquire knowledge from his leader. One of the great benefits of, of my life not not just in um from reading but in being associated with other amazing people um i can't tell you how uplifting it is to be a smart guy or a gal in a room and listen to smarter people share and teach um one it's humbling because sometimes we we're just a big fish in a little pond. Um, and it helps us to get out and get around people who have a bigger vision, have a bigger goals, have have way more belief in what they're doing and helps grow our beliefs. It's it's phenomenal. It's, it's absolutely, lo I love it. It's amazing. All right, number five. Um, there is no substitute for persistence. It cannot be supplanted by any other quality. Now, I got to tell you guys, I, I absolutely love this um, because one of the things that I am good at is being persistent is working on something over and over and over and over and over again until I get good at it and I get a little better and it, it's not that it's not that I'm special it's just practice it's just practice I say to people all the time that I will work on something so much. I will practice it so much. I will be persistent at it so that one day it looks like perfection. And it's not. It's not because I, I make mistakes all the time. You know, I, I handle things wrong all the time in relationships. Um, but I'm persistent. And you've got to be persistent with what you want, with what you dream of, um, what you want to pursue. Okay. You got to work at it. Constant, constant, constant work. Okay. Number six, the mixing of faith with a plan or purpose intended for, for submission to the subconscious mind may be done only through the imagination. In the ant and the elephant, we learn that the ant has to continually feed to the elephant the vision, the goal, belief, 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 belief. And and we have to do the same thing to ourselves. I have a note card here, right here on my desk. A 3 by 5 card. And it is something I'm working on. 
And one of the things that I have a hard time with is connecting my emotions with my goals and bringing them together. It's not because I don't have emotions, but because for a long time in my life, my emotions ran rampant all over all over my face, my relationships, my mouth. I'm telling you, it wasn't pretty. Um, and I had to learn to control them. Excuse me. I had to learn to become the master of them. And a lot of times, I'm really good. <laughs> and sometimes I'm terrible. Then my wife asked me to do something. And I didn't respond the right way. And But immediately I came back and I apologized for, for, doing, for mishandling it. And, and then I started working to, to make it right, okay? And I don't tell you that like, oh, look at Will Becker. Look at our Will. No, no, no. I make mistakes. You can ask my kids. You can ask my wife. I make mistakes. And I try to own them as quickly as possible. So, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Phenomenal read. As you can see, I've got a couple... I've got a couple of marks in there. Things for me to go back and look at. <sighs> Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share it. If you are looking for someone to help you level up your leadership and people skills, that's what I do at Turning Leaf Solutions. You can connect with me at turningleafs.com. That's L-E-A-F-S.com. And you can also pick a book from the book list. Or connect with the Calendly link and get a get a personal book recommendation um, if you like. Uh, I've got over 250 books on the book list. And my intent for doing these is to inspire you, wherever you are, wherever you may be doing, to pick up a book and read. All right. Take care. Go out and make it a great day. Go out and make it a great week.